How are you guys doing today? My name is Vincent. And I'm Francis. And I'm glad you could join us today for some late night chill vibes, the podcast where philosophy, life, and existing as human beings can become a casual discussion. Before we get into this week's episode, we have a few announcements. We are small content creators with big time dreams. We love doing this podcast, we love sharing our thoughts, and most of all, we love you guys. Right now, we're not making any money off of this podcast, and we're okay with that because this is our passion. This is what we want to do. With your help and support, we can see this dream come to fruition. Leaving written reviews on our page, following our social media accounts, and sharing this podcast with friends and family would really help us continue making content and vibing to the highest quality. What we want, what we truly want, is for all of you guys, our listeners, the community, to enjoy our jumbled thoughts and comfortably vibe with puzzling conversations. One last thing, if you ever want to just talk to us or even be on the podcast, please contact us through our social media accounts. We love connecting with you guys and hearing what you have to say. Now, let's get into the episode. Today we'll be talking about metaphorical trees. Okay, so follow me here. Uh, imagine a ski slope that represents your life. Uh, now, the only way down is through the backcountry where you have to weave through a bunch of trees. Uh, the big question of this episode is whether you should be focusing on those trees or the gaps in between. Uh, we'll talk about where we got this idea for an episode. Then we'll talk about what this means to all of us who are all taking the journey to the bottom. All right, Francis, let's start vibing, shall we? Let's do it. This episode was a very weird when we brainstormed this episode. We were both half asleep. We were both exhausted from the day. <laughs> I was mentally drained. Francis was mentally drained. So today we went back, looked our at our um at our notes. And in my head, I don't know if Francis was thinking this, but in my head I'm like, what the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> it's pretty sparse. I don't even know if we didn't even put down like uh where this came from i know that you got it from a tiktok originally and then it grew to this weird right. metaphorical yeah, yeah, yeah. thing so maybe you can go into that first so that the people aren't lost here um everyone that's listening francis you too okay just follow with me um don't think of an elephant so 99 percent of you people listening thought of an elephant and that's the whole point of this our brains can't comprehend the negative so when we tell ourselves don't do this or don't think of this we will immediately think of that thing and today it's don't hit the trees because when a skier goes down uh, like a path a ski path in the back i'm um, not really an actual path going through the trees they don't tell themselves don't hit a tree don't hit a tree because what happens when you do think of that is you end up hitting a tree so what they do is focus on the path you know going in between the trees where am i going to go next got to go this way that way they don't focus on the trees they acknowledge that they are there but they don't focus on it. They focus on the path. Firsthand, man, I feel that this is totally true because uh, I think hikers just have this, like really good ones. I think they have this thing about them where they just they just go. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, if you're an an, an inexperienced hiker, uh, you're gonna like look at look at the path in front of you and try and uh, see the best way to do it but in the back of your head you're going to be thinking okay this this rock i can't step on maybe because it's unstable so then you really take your time with it but experienced hikers just like look and then there's the uh there's the path there and they just go for it so i think that's like really true in terms of the brain but yeah and on top of that it's like if if you're an inexperienced hiker in the woods you know you're afraid of getting lost so you're just like don't get lost don't get lost and, you know, majority of the time you end up getting lost, don't know where you're going. But if you're just focusing on something, focusing, okay, I'm going to get down this hill, I'm going to go up to the top of the peak, whatever it is, you'll make it there. Um, it's just our minds can't comprehend the negative part of it. So we have to focus on what we can do, basically. Mm. Yeah. 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 In Minecraft, that happens to me a lot. Don't get lost, don't get lost. <laughs> yeah. Or when I was playing Minecraft. I have to go back to that game. A bunch of updates have come out before, probably. But, uh, yeah. I mean, my laptop can't handle it, so probably won't be able to play. Yeah, it's tough. Honestly, I miss that game. I do too. I, I just go back for the uh, 
just to see what hap- like see 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 what's new and then uh i don't know i, I just don't get motivated to play it for a mm-hmm. long time for some reason it's just weird with me me too it's like it's one of those games where you play like a week and then you're kind of done with it mm-hmm. and it's just fun for a week to a month and then you're just okay i had my fill and then you're Dude, done i think this this episode it it like relates to that feeling of stopping like the reason why i stopped so well okay because i think about all the things that i have to do instead of just focusing on something and doing that for a little bit mm. and then moving on to something afterwards you know what i mean it's like it's like there's a there's a goal structure of minecraft obviously because you got to beat the dragon and uh you have to take the steps to get there so i think i'm just too caught up in those like in the goal rather than just focusing on one thing at a time and having fun while doing that like just you know taking it in slowly enjoying the process so oh yo i like that i like this idea of choosing the right things to focus on and i think we're going to get onto that Whoa. later right oh, okay. I, I think we do get into that later like the what is what path to go on that kind of idea but for now let's talk about this don't hit the trees part yeah um and we both agree it's not one of those episodes where we disagree but it's we both agree that don't focus on the trees don't don't do that because you're going to hit one so you agree with that right <laughs> just just to, to lay a groundwork here uh yeah i could see no but i could see the value in the other way though i think it's just because of how my mind work as an engineer uh because i read somewhere i think i have it on my phone actually there's like a quote that i read on a on a blog post um it's saying engineering is discovering and satisfying often unintuitive constraints and and uh this is just like comparing uh, a quote-unquote engineer to a quote-unquote tinkerer after that it says the tinker works for the machine and the engineer makes the machine work for him uh the case for focusing on the trees is that you focus on the trees long enough and you look at the trees and you examine the trees and you find these unintuitive constraints if worked on can make you go through the hill faster can make you more efficient going down the hill so it's like if you understand the path better then you'll know the shortcuts or something like that oh yeah, yeah yeah um okay yeah that's true I, I i agree with that but i think okay it's kind of confusing because we're using this the ski slope metaphor and we didn't okay so to explain <laughs> it why is a we're pretty using wild this, metaphor yeah so basically um what this kind of what this really is it's not really about skiing or focusing on the trees it's you know looking at your life and focusing and not focusing on the obstacles not focusing on the bad parts um not focusing on you know what you don't want to do and what you should be focusing on and what what you should be looking forward to is uh you know the path that you want to make for yourself the next step um your goals you know your dreams all that stuff but you know focusing on what's in front of you and taking that route um, and not focus on the obstacles. So yeah, it's just easier to say, don't focus on the trees, focus on the path. And Francis, what you're saying is that, you know, if you can better understand these obstacles, then you can find a way through the trees better. Yeah, you can you can find a way to overcome the obstacles that you're trying to ignore by looking at them a little closer. Okay, yeah, I I agree with that, but I also think that you know, in most cases, I think it's more mentally ta- taxing, taxing, more mentally taxing to just focus on all these obstacles rather than just go down the slope, go down this path. And when an obstacle comes up where it's just like, okay, this this is really, you know, this is a difficult obstacle to get over. Maybe that could be something that you could focus on, but it's not necessarily something um, that's a negative yeah, I think that's a thing. It's not if you're looking at that tree as don't hit this tree and instead looking at it as, you know, something you can acknowledge and use, then it wouldn't be a negative thing cuz what I was trying to say is our minds can't comprehend the negative. But at this point, this tree wouldn't be negative, right? Hmm. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like uh stopping and like focusing on the tree is more like uh 
kind of switching your mind so that it focuses on the tree not as like an obstacle but a tool yes or something like that yes yes yeah. something to overcome but then if you if if you can see the tree and you cannot find any any way that that tree is a tool to you then you just ignore it and you focus on the path instead probably yeah okay yeah so I it's see. a matter of perception um in all cases and you know life is basically like that it's a matter of perception maybe something bad happens to you and you could say wow like that really sucked and you focus on it and you know you're t- telling yourself don't think about that don't don't worry about it but like that's not what it should be it's about perception of that event where it's rather um when it happens to you or when it happened to you maybe it was a few days ago don't focus on it anymore and just keep going forward right do you agree with that like is that does that make sense yeah I could see myself in those situations, though, like really focusing on it and trying to find, I don't know, maybe just replaying it. For meditation, though, it's taught that you just think about it, but not for trying to think your way through it to find a solution to that problem of the past, right? But rather just feeling, sitting on the feeling that that replaying that memory gives to you and and then just letting it go. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that another word for that would be reflection. I mean, there's a difference between reflection and, you know, fixating on this thing. And, of course, reflection is always healthy, but uh, it's not the same. I wouldn't say it's the same as focusing on it. Right, Because, yeah. like, I guess that would be a negative uh, thing, but reflection is more of, like, a positive perspective on it. So, yeah, yeah it's all I about often get that, like, mixed up for sure. Like, it's it's tough, especially... Uh, you know, now there's like in the course of headspace that I'm, uh, going through, it's the one where it's called mind and you have to think about something that you fix it on easily. Like when somebody hurt you or if, uh, like, like it can't even, it, sometimes it's not even a bad thing that happened to you. Sometimes it's a good thing. Like if something good happened to you, you could also fixate on it that way where you try and replay these good memories and you don't let them go i don't know sometimes sometimes it's hard for me to not fixate on trying to figure out the value or trying to solve something from that memory and rather just thinking about it and letting it go so for now i think i'm a i'm a person with a mind that really fixates on the trees and (laughs) i'm trying to i'm trying to like I'm not trying to, but I can see the value in fixating on the trees because I'm just wired that way. And right now it's just, uh, like, I know the right answer. I know that I'm not supposed to, right? I know that I'm just supposed to focus on, you know, the path, but, uh, there, there's my, there's my like little, like, I guess, yeah, I don't know. Confession, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. For, for like the case for focusing on the trees, which is that maybe you can find some some answer in fixating on the trees maybe 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 not some answer but more like clarity um yeah right cuz like you know when you reflect it i think this is more of a reflection not fixating cuz if it's fixating you're going you don't let those negative i'm asking you now do you don't do you let those negative things overtake you like do you let them you know tear you down or do you just use it as an opportunity to reflect on the past oh no when it gets bad i think uh like it has been i just get all sweaty and like i think i think my you know i think my body just uh is like uh takes control there's not much i can do or think to get my mind out of like the spiral of of thinking and I think that's just a product of thinking at the very beginning that my mind can solve the issue. But in your opinion, does it is it valuable to think that way that your mind has the answer? Um, or or is there something is there like a trust that you have for yourself, which is I, I what I think is the right answer. There's like a trust in yourself that just allows you to forget about it and uh focus on i guess the path i 
I wouldn't I wouldn't say maybe forget about it, but it's the trust in myself that when it happens again, I'll know I know what to do. Like for example, I can't really think of an example actually, but it's it's like the reason why I think reflect and not fixate is because when it's reflection, then you can better understand maybe not better understand, but you know, better understand. Yeah. Okay. Better understand yourself. Um, you know, what happened that time, how you felt, like you said, you know, how you felt, you know, what, what you did and there's nothing you can do about it now, but what you can do is focus, uh, reflect on that, what happened and then apply it in the future. And so it's more of a trust in myself that when it happens again, or when I'm faced with a difficult decision like that, it's like, okay, I know. I like that. I think it goes back to, like, this is a, it's also like, it, it relates to a video that I, that I saw recently, uh, Veritasium, do you know that guy? I think he's Canadian, mm. I think he's from Vancouver, actually. But, it sounds uh, familiar. Yeah. Um, he was talking about how some questions out there, uh, this relates like, lo- it's, it's like logically, this is where this this video comes into play but i'm i'm trying to use this concept i guess in our like episodes topic where you can't have solutions to an answer because at some point everything will break down because we won't understand uh the things like there are questions or i guess our form of logic always will break down at some point in that with that in mind there's no way to really reason out stuff that you just stuff in general and you just have to trust in the kinds of like like models that we've built up to explain what we see but there's no way of really knowing if these things are true or not and that was the whole thing that was the whole video like true doesn't exist the idea of truth doesn't exist because at some point there's always a concept an axiom like the the very first principle that will break down so in that sense i want to bring this to like what we were talking about last episode where we're talking about moral dessert right and the whole idea of moral dessert and which which is what i'm kind of epiph there's an epiphany that's coming about right now (laughs) which is that like uh yeah this is totally like i think i'm i've just uh swayed over to your side fully because i'm realizing like yeah i'm i'm realizing that moral dessert is a formal logic kind of answer to the question of whether or not you should be doing what you're doing like the formal answer of what is right and wrong and they're saying that if you do good you will attain good right but then that is based on what the truth of good even is and nobody knows that because from this video that I saw and from what I understand, truth is uh, a mystery. What you said was that when we do stuff, we just have a trust in ourselves to do the right thing. That should be kind of the compass first and foremost that kind of leads us along. And I think when I'm thinking about something and letting it kind of overrun my body or whatever, just have it. Like I don't know, be sweaty. <laughs> I think I, uh, then I should just think about that instead of trying to figure it out. Like just, just think I'll I'll make it through and just have like a, I guess like a faith that you know I'll do I'll do good and uh, just leave it at that. So yeah, that's uh, that's my little rant there. Okay, I, I definitely think there is a conversation to be had about having moral dessert. And this following the path thing. I'm I just think trying to moral dessert and following the path is very related. And I could, I can, I think I can make that connection because okay, moral so. dessert says that also if you do bad things, you'll, you'll experience bad things, right? And that whole idea is that you want to avoid the bad things, so then you don't do bad things, right? And that idea of avoidance is kind of related or very related to the idea of don't hit the trees. Mm-hmm. So when you have that cycled in your mind, just don't avoid doing bad things, avoid hitting the trees, then it's something that you fixate on. So you're never going to be able to take it easy going through this mm. path. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that, I think, is a argument against moral desert as an idea. I think, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to say, too. It's like, if you think of the trees as, you know, all the the bad decisions you made or even like the good decisions you made but without any good consequence and you make your future decisions based off those things like i said these negative things overtake you and you know it makes it harder to go down the path and i feel like that's where moral desert falls down is because what moral desert is trying to do it's trying to create a good person but in reality it starts making a fragile person and likewise, when you are focused on the tree and you're going down this path, you're focusing on the obstacles, what you'll end up doing is, you know, you crash into a lot more things and you end up failing simply because you're not focusing on the right thing. And again, it's all about perspective and, you know, choosing choosing what to focus on and how to focus on it. And even if it's a bad thing, it's a matter of how you focus on it, whether it's reflection or fixation. And yeah. So where does incentive play a role in all of this then? Going down this hill, what are you in what what is the incentive if you're just focusing on uh going down the path or do we even need it? I think I think the incentive is just to keep on moving forward. Even like maybe when you get down the hill, it's a totally different ending than you expected. And I never I never believed that that is what, you know, the purpose of life is is the end game. I never thought of it like that. I've always thought, you know, just keep moving forward. It's the journey. I've always liked the saying, it's not about the, the point, it's about the journey, getting there. And I think this is the incentive here is that you keep moving forward instead of, you know, keep on crashing into obstacles that you could have avoided if you just focused on the path. If you just keep moving forward, focus on, you know, the, the path in front of you, I think that's the incentive. What, what, what do you think? Wouldn't you, would you agree? Yeah, because I, I was thinking like, could we still bring it back to moral desert? And is there some semblance of hope for that concept? Because I think that whole idea revolves around incentives. Like you do things so that you get things in return and you don't do things because you don't want uh, bad stuff to happen to you. So I guess, yeah, if the incentive is just doing the right thing, I think that just brings it back to the other thing, which is that, we shouldn't be focusing on moral desert and just realize that as people, we are capable and we will always gravitate towards doing the right thing. Yes. Take that and uh, go forward with it. Well, let's take with it, that. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. But let's, let's, I want to keep talking about this, but let's take a quick break. Let the sponsors say what they have to say. What do you think? All right, let's do it. All right. We'll be back right after this. All right, so we are back from our break, and uh, we talked about this whole concept of uh, don't hit the trees, and we tied it into like our last episode somehow, uh, and we're trying to figure out uh, what what the right thing to do is to not think about the trees as much. Or I don't really know. We're just we're just spouting some shit right now. Chat uh, shit. Yes. So. So I, I guess I'll just bring this to like the question that I was having while I was talking about this in the beginning was uh, how we could relate this to where this came from, which is how our minds cannot comprehend the negatives. Mm-hmm. And when you say, don't think about the elephant, you think about the elephant. So what that comes down to, to me is just having resources available so that you can focus on the more important things. I guess that translates to like uh, just having your mind and all of your mental resources focused on the path that you're on and not uh, not having any of that, any of those resources diverted to thinking about trees or other things that might slow you down. So I guess, Vinny, do you agree with that? Or is there anything else that um... you came up with when you heard of like the elephant thing? No, no, I think we're in agreement here. Okay. So I don't know, I guess relating that back, like that's pretty simple. I think, I think it goes back to our physiological 
need to conserve mental resources and not think about stuff. I was reading the uh, book Atomic Habits and that's a big part of, you know, that's a big concept, which is if you want to start a habit, you make sure that your mind isn't uh, concentrating on trying to get motivated. All you have to do is maybe do something for two minutes a day and keep doing that. And then eventually you're thinking to yourself, okay, I'm doing this for two minutes a day already. Why don't I just do this for longer? And I think that's like something that came up this chapter that I was on. And uh, all of that is just to say you have to expend as, as, as least amount of mental resources as possible. And that'll make things easy for you to go down the path. Now, is that like the main thing, the main motivation? Or is there like other things? M- motivation like going down the hill? Is that, what you're, is that what you mean by main motivation? Okay, well, first of all, I, to be honest, I kind of, I somewhat disagree with that. To, I think using the least amount of mental energy versus using the most, you don't want either one of those. Because with the most, your your mental mental energy is at the lowest most of the day because, you know, you're already tired. With the least amount of mental energy, I feel like you could be using more by the end of the day. You could have done so many more things. So I think the problem is the middle ground. You have to try to find like the perfect amount. And this comes, I'm thinking of this idea from uh, something I learned in philosophy. I don't want to say what it is because it's one of my beliefs. And I feel like if I say it now, it's going to ruin another episode in the future. But there's a difference between vices and virtue and with vices too little is not good too much is not good but the middle ground is where you want to be and interesting with relating to this with the focusing on the with the tree part i think the vice the 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 mental energy vice part would be focusing on the trees right like you don't want to be focusing on the trees because eventually you'll crash with the least amount of mental energy would just be um you know just simply going down the hill and yeah just doing whatever you know like regarding safety that doesn't really matter you're just doing the fuck you want um but with the the perfect amount of energy mental energy is just focusing on the next step um so yeah i mean i i don't know what i'm trying to say here but i think i feel like you're gonna disagree with me a little bit what do you is that is that kind of (laughs) am i right (laughs) (laughs) uh i think it with regards to this mental energy thing, it's uh, I don't know if I got the concept correct where this this least amount of mental energy is expended. Uh, I'll just give the example from the book, which is that there's a there's a dancer, a really famous choreographer. Um, you know what? I should bring it up just to just to give credit where credit is due here. <laughs> uh, but anyways, this this choreographer, she attributes most of her success. I don't know if that's the right word, but like, yeah, she, she attributes most of her success to the habits that she has instilled throughout her life. And, you know, one of the the main things you have to be, to be like a really good dancer is to be fit. And I guess the whole, the, the way that she was able to go to the gym every day and spend a lot of time there is not by thinking to herself that, Today, I have to go to the gym and I have to do this workout. But instead, you know, putting on her workout clothes, going outside, hailing a cab, and that's it. Just just hailing the cab is what she had to think about. So, I guess that's what I mean by the, the, the least amount of energy. Just um, doing something so that it allows you to do the more the the more difficult things later on just because by starting out you had no choice and just have that least amount of resistance um to do an extraordinary task afterwards is Mm -hmm. really important and how that ties into the trees well uh, um yeah i don't know i don't know uh twyla tharp by the way nice sorry good good credit good credit um, okay. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, I, I probably misunderstood it then because I agree with that. I think the perfect 
I guess what I would say is the the perfect amount of energy spent was creating the habit, right? That was the that's that's where the perfect amount of energy. And then like once you have the habit down, you know it's it's just it's just a habit now. You can just do it without even thinking about it. Um, yeah, no, I don't see a problem with that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I, I agree. I agree because because like creating the habit is the hardest part. But you know as you create the habit, it just becomes easier to do it. Right, so uh, this yeah. this ties into, so how this ties into like the least amount of energy was from our idea of conserving energy, uh, and that relates to this whole thing with the trees, because you don't want to think about the trees and you want to conserve energy by just focusing on the path, and to focus on the path, uh, you have to use the least amount of energy to i guess start going down the path (laughs) yeah no i okay so i agree with that but i kind of now this comes uh this comes to mind and i know we kind of answered this in the break but creating the okay the end game the consequence the bottom of the hill how important is that to you in the path of life yeah i guess since we none of us know where we're going to end up and i think it's just one of those questions i was talking about before that doesn't really have an answer there's no truth to where we're going to end up to you know in the end it doesn't seem like it's that important but uh getting there and focusing on getting there and taking the steps and actions that are required to get there are what are more important to me i agree i agree okay so, but what about vision? Is there a difference for you between vision and the bottom of the hill? Mm. Right. So, yeah, you have to have like a path in mind, I guess, along the way. <laughs> Bring it back to uh, the spaghetti. I think the spaghetti uh-huh, has yes. something to say about this, dude. Yeah. Okay. Let's fill in the people. Do you want to fill in, I guess, sure. for the new listeners who came in in season two? Um. Uh, first, okay, before I do, though... um. I think I think I might put this into the episode. Maybe in hindsight, we'll be like, "Oh wow, look at that! We put that in the episode, on episode three. Um, I think later on in this season, I don't know how you feel about this, but I kind of want to do another free will, not fate, because we talked about fate, but free will and predeterminism episode. Okay. Um, because my brother and sure. I started talking about it, and I was like, "Okay, wait, there's something, there's something going on here." Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay. So the spaghetti and hot dog analogy is my mom used to make when we were younger and Francis and Francis would come over a lot uh, and my mom used to make these spaghetti and hot dogs meat what spaghetti and hot dogs yeah spaghetti and hot dogs yeah and what she would do is she would take a couple a few strands of spaghetti and then shove a hot dog through it no shove a hot dog right Shove. Shove, shove the uncooked spaghetti through the hot dog yeah, yeah that yeah. was like cut up so there was like little pieces of hot dog yeah and then she would put it down in the boiling water she'd cook it and then we'd eat it um but what this fate thing is it's imagine those spaghetti strands it's leading to the hot dog as free will you know you can make all these choices maybe you go on strand one strand two but with your free choice but then fate has a funny way of always connecting all of these choices to one single moment. And maybe that could be anything. That could be like, you know, getting married to this girl. And you could have been married in the past. Those were your free choices. But this one girl was just fate. Um, so, yeah, that's the spaghetti and hot dog analogy with free will and fate. So go check that episode out. It was in season one. Don't remember which episode, but it's free will and fate. So anyways, Francis, what was your point here? <laughs> so... You know, I'm blanking on my point. Okay. Oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> so the hot dog. So along the way, I guess from hot dog to hot dog, you kind of have to take take stock of your life and see where exactly you want to go. And I think that was like, is it the end that's important or, you know, the vision along the way? And, uh. I, and I find that the vision is like knowing where you want to go or what your plan is at each stage in life when you kind of are allowed to stop and kind of think about where you're going and where you've been. And so I think that's really important. Um, 
back to what I was saying about being an engineer and trying to figure out what the trees even mean. I think at points in your life, you're allowed to do that and just take a break from going down the path and like look at the trees for a little bit and see all the things you've learned about the trees when you're halfway down the path and kind of figuring out where to go after that. And maybe you do these things at each hot dog. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's my idea. What do you think? Do you agree no, with that? I, I really, really agree with that. I like the okay. idea that, um, you know, what the thing about fate is that it's unexpected. Um, but I mean, this hot dog, this hot dog and spaghetti analogy works in the same way it works with fate and free will. But I don't think it's, I don't think it's the same thing. I don't think they're one and the same. I just think that you can use that analogy with this analogy and saying that, you know, going through the trees, make following your own path, focusing on that path is a spaghetti kind of idea. But there's moments, there's a vision that you can have that can lead to that hot dog. No matter what path you take, there's always that one spot or that one place you want to be. And that's something that you can also look forward to, but not focus on. You know uh, what I mean? Right? So, um, yes, I think I think in this sense, the hot dog is the vision. Um, but once you get to that part of your vision... Okay, let's say you're on point... Okay, Franz, imagine this with me. You're on point, you're on point A, right? Okay. Should you focus on point B... Or should you focus on point B and C and D and so on? Or should it just be focus on point B? Ooh, yeah. That's where I think my mind uh, goes and does a little thing. Does a okay. Little, does a little unexpected barrel roll. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking just because everything has to be accounted for that you have to focus on all of it um oh because that's where my mind goes when i stop and i think about things i think about everything and try and synthesize everything that's in my mind at the time and uh try and come up with the best way excuse me um to be yeah but that's not like really goal oriented it's just like i don't know just the way my mind works a storm well, thing is, I I do the same thing. I do what what you're saying right now, but I think I think when I say this, you might be you might agree with me. I also agree that you should think about point B, point C, point D. You should think about all that stuff um, because that's what a vision is. You know, like say let's say right now, okay, my own life, my vision um, is graduate university. That would be like Plan B for me. Right. Plan C would be, you know, get a get a really good job, you know, do what I want to do, do my passion. Point D, A, B, C. Yeah. Point D would maybe like start a family or something like that. But I'm not going to focus on point C and D. I know that's where I want to be in the future. And if I don't make it there or if it takes a long time to get there, that's OK. But what I want to focus on right now is point B. But there's an acknowledgement of where I want to be for point C, point D and all that stuff. But point B is where I want to focus on, um, and I just shouldn't focus on point C. Do you do yeah, you agree I, with that? Yeah, that's what I was thinking originally. Like, okay, in terms of the uh, the whole concept behind this and conserving energy by not focusing on the trees, I guess. And I think maybe C and D are the trees. Ooh, just a lot more down the line. Yeah, I guess they are because you know you could think of the trees being the trees right in front of you. Or way down the mountain and just thinking about what will come ahead. Are these trees going to be... Is this going to be a crazy obstacle? Is this going to be something that I'm going to have to think about now? Plan for? Prepare for? But um, uh, that's like not what you're supposed to be thinking about. Because focusing on the path is the more important thing. Maybe people's minds are just... So here's my theory. Because my mind is wired a little bit differently. And I'm just trying to figure out how my mind can fit in all of this because uh <laughs> immediately i'm thinking that you should be thinking about everything and that is the only way that is the correct way to think because that way you'll account for everything be super prepared 
and you'll go down the mountain just uh, the best way possible. Not because you avoid the obstacles and go down easily because you know it's going to come, but rather in a more ambitious sense, go down with blazing speed because from understanding the trees, you're able to know how to how to beat them out and figure out a way around them. What do you think? I, I don't know. Am I know. being too ambitious or is there a selfish no, I don't, motivation? I, don't, I definitely think that's ambitious because what you did was you changed the perspective of the trees. Like, let's say you went down the hill. I guess it's hard to say with life altogether. But, okay, um, you're going down this this hill of life and you've noticed that this this event occurred in your life beforehand and you focused on it. you wouldn't focus on it you reflected on it you understood what you did wrong you understood how you could have done it better um and maybe it's not a pure understanding it's more of like an acknowledgement that i could have done this better i could have done it better this way and that way i felt this way i felt that way and then it's over there's nothing you can do about it now um but an identical situation like that comes again and so when an identical situation like that comes again, you know how to quote unquote shortcut it because mm-hmm. you you know how to beat that tree. You know how to work around that tree now and you don't have to crash yeah. into it. But there was never a focus of don't hit that tree, don't hit that tree. It's more like you're going down your path and oh shit, this it's this tree again and you know how to work around it or you know how to beat it. So I'd say that, I don't know if you heard that through the mic, but my just ears just pop because that stupid notification um (laughs) but yeah i don't i don't think that's selfish i think it's ambition is that is that kind of what you were saying though uh yeah no that's it uh it brought another thing to mind though which just kind of reminded me of the whole point the whole point i guess and the whole lesson behind this is that uh there's no understanding or no knowing with absolute certainty how to deal with the problems that mm. you had already because yeah you've gone through things and you've experienced things but re- like focusing on them to the point that or focusing on them with the goal of solving these problems so that you won't have to worry about them in the future i think is unnecessary to me because it just nothing happens the same way over and over again yes uh, there's no real way that you can figure out how to how to approach these things and have absolute certainty that you're going to come out yeah fresh. No, <laughs> I like that. No, so maybe maybe I use the wrong words here, but when the word I mean when that identical quote unquote identical situation comes up again, um, in the past when you reflected on it, it wasn't trying to solve the situation or or whatever it's it wasn't trying to fix it so that you don't have to deal with it in the future or you know how to solve the situation again in the future it's more of a reflection on one's self so when the situation comes up again you know how to be when it comes up again it's not necessarily saying that you know how to, you know how to solve it because you've been there but it's more like i know how to be and i know how to be you know, how to be the best in this situation. And I think that's that's more important than saying, I can solve this situation. Mm. Right. That's that's yeah. at least what I think. So it's, it's that reflection aspect then. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to... Well, when it... Well, okay, yeah, when it bothers you, I think. Because it, it comes... It comes to me like a problem. And that's not healthy because when it comes to me like a problem then it's something that i have to solve but when it comes as a as an event or just something that happened then it's not something that has to be solved but something you have to familiarize yourself with yeah i I don't know i think what this episode to me is it's all about perspective and so when you say that it comes to you as a problem um wouldn't you say that you could also if you work hard enough on yourself, wouldn't you also be able to, you know, perceive that problem as an event or something 
that you can, you know, that you can handle rather yeah. than it. It's just, it's a problem I have to deal with. It's more like, yeah, exactly. Definitely. Right. Oh yeah. That's great. I like that. Okay, good. Let's take a quick break. Let the sponsors say what they have to say. What do you think? Yes. All right. We'll be back right after this. Okay, everybody. So we're going to bring it back now. And what really stood out to me in that last conversation was the, I guess, the idea of reflection and how instead of it being an an effort to solve the problems that you've faced in your life and uh, try and relive the situations that have caused you problems or have caused you intense feelings and try and make it so that that never happens to you because you know exactly what to do for next time. Um, but rather have it just, you know, be a point of how to be reflection. Yeah. And how to be, because you've lived through that and you're more familiar with it and you understand it more. Um, that really like made me think about how in life we are consistently improving ourselves because we live through these experiences and we can understand that as people we can make it through each of these experiences. So rather than there being trees that make us feel like there's there's points that we got to stop at all the time to try and figure out how to get around. We just go through the path because we realize that um, those trees are just there and we're familiar with them. So yeah, that was my realization, which is kind of cool. This is something I learned. I don't know how well it relates. Maybe I'll find my, <laughs> maybe I'll find my path away along here. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, okay. So <laughs> this is something I learned and I brought it into my into work today. I made a whole presentation to my boss and I'm like, listen, I learned this and I want to do this. Um, and this is the idea that, that I learned was commitment and consistency. There's this thing in business where you can influence people with commitment and consistency. And basically, people want to be consistent with their commitments. There's a study done on a, on a beach and there's a researcher that came up um, and he wanted to see if this, if this was true. So he put a beach towel down beside a random person. He put a music speaker down beside him. He laid down and just relaxed on the beach for 15 minutes. He got up, walked away, and uh, another researcher came up and posed as a thief, came over, stole the music speaker in front of the random person's eyes. He saw this happen. And Francis, guess how many people, of 20 people that did this to, 20 separate people, of those 20 separate people, guess how many stopped this thief? <laughs> I'm going to guess around two. Two, yeah, like four. It was actually four. Okay. <laughs> so then this, they did an identical situation like this. Um, but before the first researcher got up to leave the speaker behind, he told the random person, hey, can you watch my stuff? watch over my stuff. He didn't say to the speaker, can you stop a thief? He All he said was, can you watch my stuff? And the guy said yes. And did this to 20 different people. All of them said yes. And when the, sp- the thief came by to steal the speaker again, of those 20 people, 18 stopped the thief because of the prior commitment they made. They wanted to be consistent. Okay. And so here's where I'm trying to go with this. Our minds, our minds are exactly like this. When you tell yourself, and this is kind of like the same thing as habit, when you tell yourself, I'm going to do this, if you tell someone else, or even if you write it down on a piece of paper or put it in your phone, you mentally, subconsciously plant it in your mind that you want to commit to this. And so subconsciously, you want to stay consistent with this. And so when something bad happens to you and you reflect on it and you're like, okay, this is how I want to be in the future. This is how I want to be in this certain situation. Write it down. Tell someone about the situation. Tell someone you want to, how you want to be in the future. You will be consistent in the future when a situation like that happens. And I think that's a part of self-growth. You know, being, admitting to yourself that you could have done something better. And then, you know, you make a commitment to be better and you stay consistent with it. 
Did you like that little? Did you like that little speech there I made? I feel like I feel like that was good. That was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. I like that one. That Thank was you. Good. And yeah, like yeah. to relate that to this, to further relate that to this, you know, weaving of this path. You know, not if you don't focus on the trees, you're committing to yourself basically. But when you say to yourself, focus on the path, you make a commitment and your mind will stay consistent with it. And so that, I think that's what we have to do. I think that's what we have to focus on. Um, you know, making commitment to ourselves to just keep moving forward. Uh, don't let the bad parts overtake you. Reflect on them, of course, but don't let them overtake you. And can and just keep moving forward. And we will stay consistent because, you know, psychologically, that's how we want to be. Straight. Yeah, I, I don't know. Where else do we want to go with this? <laughs> I think we stretch this metaphor to its peak. Yeah. Haha, <laughs> mountain peak. Nah. Nice, okay. nice. But, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, we both did it this episode. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Stretch it to Well yeah, I guess it does. Yeah, uh it does. when we were planning, I brought in I brought in the I guess another metaphor of F one. Oh and yes. it just stuck with me and I'm still thinking about it. Like so the drivers of F one, I think they've understood the barriers and understood where they are and they've understood the curves of the track and the course and and uh have it internalized because they've rode through this track so many times so the barriers the trees mm-hmm. are familiar and they don't have to think about them anymore and all they have to focus on now is the line the path through the course and i guess the breaking points and when it comes to consistency and leading a good life, I think that's a pretty good thing to think about as well, which is just to come to a point where all you have to think about is the line because you're already so familiar with the the barriers because you've just wrote it so many times. And I think Ooh. that only comes from experience and practice and just doing it all the time. There's a word. There's a word for that, Francis. We talked about it Um we talked about it. You want to hear this word? Yeah, I want to hear this word. Uh, and you basically explained it. Um, eudaimonia. It's this eudaimonia. I don't know if you... Eudaimonia. Do you remember talking about this? You remember talking about I this? I remember this word. Yeah. This is a really so, good word. So, but um, this might be like a like a shout out to a future episode maybe, but um, Francis, like the way you explained it, I don't want to explain it too much because when we get into this sometime in the future we'll like better explain it but like what you said um f1 racers they they they've gone through this they've experienced this so many times and they just understand what to do and it just becomes a flow to them when they're going down this path it's just a flow and in life that's what real that's what eudaimonia is when you can go through life and with this certain level of flow that you just do the right thing, you do the good thing, uh, you take the right path all the time because you're just so familiar with, you know, your environment, everything. And that's not to say, I'm not saying that's easy. And I swear, I don't think anyone you meet, I don't think any of them has ever reached eudaimonia. Because once you reach eudaimonia, there's no turning back. Like you're at the peak of life, pretty much. That's true. That's where That's where you want to be. I think uh, definitely it's hard to stay up there. No F1 racer has been at the top forever. So mm, true. there's that. True. And it takes work and it, it's all, it's, uh, it's the peak of, it's the peak of humanity to be at that point and to stay there. So it takes effort and it's about understand. Like I was thinking about this too, is that, I think all you have to do is get familiar with your your surroundings to try and reach that. And the only way you can do that is to be in it and to be there in your Ooh, environment. Yes. So just to yes. take that step every day to put yourself where you want to be so that you can be familiar with where you want to be is a good is a good thing to try and achieve every day. Yeah, and that also means going into uncharted territories because you know ignoring uncharted territories is just as much as saying don't go to those uncharted territories 
And once you get there, what happens? You don't really know what to do. But if you can focus on, you know, I'm going to go into this uncharted territories, see where it takes me, just focus on the path, you know, do what I have to do, then you become more familiar with that environment. And when something like that occurs, you can reach that same kind of flow. Maybe it's not pure eudaimonia, but it's that kind of flow where it's like, hey, I've been here before. I know what to do. You know, so Mm -hmm. it's not, I'm not, this episode is not about discouraging, um, uncharted territories in fact i feel like it's more about stepping out of you know the comfort the comfortable zone that you can be in all the time and try these uncharted territories and see the perspective that you can see things at from those zones of life yeah all right some fried rice today oh i made um well i didn't make it but my family made it i had do you know that Filipino dish where it's like scrambled eggs and then you put beef in those scrambled eggs? No. No. I've never had that. I've oh, never yo, had that. Super easy to make. Chop up, mince some garlic, um, some some tomato, just press down on the tomato, and then put some scrambled okay. eggs, put it in the pot. You have to make you have to have ground beef already made though. Once it's okay. once the scrambled eggs in there, you throw the ground beef in there, you throw the tomatoes, this this the pressed tomatoes. Um, with the skin attached and all that stuff, throw the garlic in there, and I'm, mm, it's fucking amazing. That sounds so good. <laughs> Beef. Yes, please show me this dish. It sounds easy, which is like what I'm all about. Yeah, yeah, it's tortang ganiling, beef oh, omelet, okay. Filipino beef omelet. Hold Super up. Super easy. Whoa. Yeah, man. This looks fantastic. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and make this. Takes like more. 20 minutes to make. It's so fun. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyways, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, so we talked about a lot of things today. Our main focus was the trees in the ski slope of life. Yes. And we were talking about whether or not you should focus on the trees. To begin with, it started out with the knowledge that we got to focus on the path so that we don't overrun our brains with unnecessary tree information. And it ended with the fact that we got to put ourselves in these environments where these trees exist so that we can familiarize ourselves with the environment and focus on the path like the F1 drivers who focus on the lines and not the barriers. Yeah. Watch the rest of the, or listen to the rest of the episode. If you want to know how we got there. Uh, <laughs> do you have anything else to add? Um, yes. So, so I don't know if we made this clear in previous episodes, but we have another, um, we have an account for our brainstorming sessions. Go check the bio of this episode. Go check the bio of the podcast all of that. Go check that. Um, it'll it'll take you to... I don't know if I can have a link to it. I think it'll just be more like... Shit, I don't know how they can... they can get, Is it something you can just search up? Yeah, it's something you can just search up, right? Google Drive. Uh, I think you gotta put a link in the... Let's make a link tree or something. So yeah, we need to make a like link a box. tree. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, so we'll have, <laughs> it's like, okay, so when we're recording this, we, this is the week that we'll be uploading the first season of season two. So we're still getting our shit together. I haven't made the LinkedIn account yet. I haven't made this, oh. this Google, this Google drive account yet. Um, I'm behind schedule and editing cause I went camping this weekend. So yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a mess, but we're getting there and I'm really excited for season two to come out. But anyways, yes, go check out. Woo. Our link tree will have the Google Drive account. That we'll have the Google Drive link there, and um, yes, go listen to our go listen to our brainstorming session. The, our brainstorming session this episode is really really wacky. <laughs> yeah, like said, it was we insane. Were we were tired, but like I think I think I just spouted a lot of shit. Yeah, it was like my tired talking. Yeah, it's my tired planning. Yeah, I like dude. that when that happens. It's just a um, stream of consciousness. Well, you know what it reminds me of? Like those nights where we have sleepovers at each other's houses. Yeah, and we're just, straight like, up. Chatting random up. shit. Like, yo, what the fuck are we yes. talking about last night? <laughs> um, I miss those nights, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yes. We haven't got we haven't gone around to just sitting here and drinking with each other. 
yeah. just on, on this call. Definitely should. Do that. That'd be... All right, so yes, thank you guys so much for listening and vibing with us on Late Night Chill Vibes. I'm your host, Vincent. And I'm Francis. And thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys all next week. We love you all. We love you all.